Namaste to all. Om Sahana Vavatu Sahana Bhunaktu Sahaviryam Karavavahai Tejasvinavadhitamastuma Vidvishavahai Om Shantishantishantihi Namashri Shankarananda Guru Padambu Janmane Savilasa Mahamohagrahagrasaika Karmane So now, where are we? Yes, Nanu, <laughs> verse number 24. Ms. Nanu, Mr. Nanu has made an appearance. Nanu means, you know, it's a, uh, what's the word for it? It's a um, expression, indeed, or uh, what else? I mean, it's not a particularly respectful uh, expression. It is uh, more of an expression of uh, a, a, a kind of a disdainful um, expression, an informal, disdainful, uh, you know, casual expression. Nanu, well, by the way, or what's wrong with you? How come you can think like this? So this Nanu, again, another, um, you know, word that gets lost in translation. So it's just to show that Nanu means a kind of a disrespectful intervention on part of who? On part of the one that is uh, unable to follow the uh, teaching and at the same time is also unable to take responsibility for not understanding the teaching. <laughs> so lacking Shraddha, lacking you know the, the proper qualifications, the attitude, lacking Samadhanam, focus and uh, the and uh, lacking vairagya most importantly lacking vairagya and uh, possibly viveka lacking vairagya how because the thing is you know when you come to this teaching the uh, you know the more quickly one is able to just suspend and then throw out the notions that do not belong you know the quicker is the assimilation of the knowledge and the cessation of samsara for that person. But the person does not come as a clean slate. Huh? Yeah. Because the person has already been through the socialization process. They have parents, you know, and the parents, you know, they have uh, uh, internalized thoughts of Jiva, Jagat, Ishvara through the parents, through the familial tradition through the religion that they have inherited and through the religion that they are currently practicing if that is different you know many times people say this doesn't make sense and they become you know they become something else you know like I asked somebody I said you know what are you what you know what religion did you because you know the woman was uh, uh, you know wearing a, a red mark bindi and participating in arati and then so I said how come you, you you follow all this and uh, you know what was your background how did you come into this so she told me she was a Hindu <laughs> not a Hindu a Hindu born Jewish 
but is uh, you know is subscribing to and has been inspired by the hindu tradition so this was uh, you know 10 years ago and later on when i talked to her she said okay i have dropped the jew now i am fully hindu <laughs> so like that you know so there is certain things inherited and what is this hinduism you know this hinduism is again you know like it is everybody's fancy so some it's all jeeva srishti really speaking what we are studying here is illustrated here in all the notions that one carries some people think you know this hinduism is all the shastra the teachings about uh, what how do they call it kundalini yeah so i keep telling you know there, there, there is no kundalini only lingvini that's all it is so this kundalini business okay and then some people say that hinduism is how to uh, you know the whole teaching of hinduism is how to propitiate devatas the karmatha the karmakanda person will say how to propitiate devata and become happier and happier by controlling one's uh, adibhautika surroundings and then another person will say hinduism means you don't have to ever pray there is no holy day you know they don't take into consideration that all the days are holy there is no holy day there is uh, you know you can worship you need not worship and uh, are there any things that you have to do well, not really and are there any specific beliefs well everything goes and so like this some people think that is what hinduism is and then some people think hinduism you know is uh, you know some kind of you know uh, what is that only worshiping krishna or vishnu and some people think hinduism means there should be no other deity except shiva all this is just you know what is that you know superimpositions notions notions that have been inherited and have uh, and have created a nice veneer you know on the head <laughs> yeah this is what is anyatha grahanam on the head which is already blessed by mata ji which mata ji avidya mata ji ignorance <laughs> so in the head blessed by ignorance all these stupid notions the notions that are all very subjective you know have a, have, have built colonies and then such a person comes to vedanta and then what happens you know the person has to be you know put on the on a on a kind of a on a kind of a information fast ah. so in the olden days when the person used to when the brahmachari used to go and uh, to the gurukula to study the guru would put a condition no reading or studying anything except what is taught here by us by me and all the other people that i have appointed to teach the senior shishyas etc so no, nothing is going to be read nothing else is going to be read and uh, this was true of pujya swami ji also so many people you know when i was studying with him so many people would come whether they were brahmacharis or householders they would come with big big books yoga vasishtha lagu lagu yoga vasishtha i still remember and uh, one person came with yoga vasishtha and uh, sought pujya swami ji's blessings and said you know please 
uh, hold this book, touch it and give it back to me so I can read it and imbibe that. Pujya Swamiji very obediently held it, touched it, kept it for himself, gave him a banana and said, you don't need this book, let it remain with me and sent him away. <laughs> so, you know, there are, there are the, the saintly gurus have many ways, have many ways of making, you know, of uh, taking the student and shaking out the notion. <laughs> Just like you shake out the rug and all the dust falls out, you know. So you take the rug outside and then the foot rug and then shake it off. So, so too this buddhi has been trampled upon, you know, by so many notions that, and that have just stayed there. And so they have to be very kindly, gently, but firmly dislodged before jnanam, you know, before one can listen to the shastra. And so the nanu is no doubt sitting along with other students. But what has happened in, in his or her head, we'll say his, because purva pakshin, it's a masculine term. So what has happened in his head? Nothing. <laughs> Nothing has taken place. No transformation of deeply held notions, deep beliefs, uh, you know, what is that, you know, uh, which are not um, uh, dislodged at all. And how come after so much shravanam, you know, let us say the person has been sitting at the feet of the guru studying Panchadashi from chapter 1 to 4 or sitting at the feet of Vidyarandya and studying, you know, from chapters 1 to 4 and then still, you know, the person, you know, has, that the person hasn't understood is not a problem, that the person you know, hasn't understood and is unable or is unwilling to understand is the problem. And that is why this Nanu or the Purva Pakshin is to, is a very clever pedagogical device by the, deployed by the Shastra. You see this in the Bhashya as well. Deployed by the Shastra to smoke out the inner Nanu in everyone, the one who has no shraddha, no bhakti. There is, there is, there is, there are shades of that in everyone who is called a shishya. No matter how much overtly the shraddha is there, the unconscious, you know, uh, mind, there will be some aspects that are, you know, that that talk like this. But how do they talk? Let us take a, uh, a, a let us take a look. How do these people, without Shraddha, how do they talk? How do they address the situation? And what do they do? Because, you see, we have also people like uh, Krishna asking questions in the Bhagavad Gita. But Krishna is not a f the, the one that is, you can describe with the word Nano. Uh, sorry, Arjuna is not the one you can describe with the word Nano. Arjuna is always very reverential, respectful and his questions come from non-understanding uh, and wrong understanding but he acknowledges that and says I'm not understanding this, can you please explain? Whereas this one is just going to put on his own, her own ideas and then, and then uh, what is that? And then uh, you know um, challenge the teacher, challenge the Shastra saying that, you know, this, you are wrong because look, I have thought about this and then there is no Jeeva Srishti. 
so what is the basis for you to say there is no jiva srishti he you know he says look at your example and what was the example we saw last night and uh, you know it wasn't that long ago and <laughs> what was the example you saw last night huh? about the one woman with several relationships is it not yeah one woman and how many relationships so many relationship bharya snusha and then what else you know this uh, this one uh, what else yata mata you know and then uh, the you know the so many ananda all these relationships so one woman and seen through the lens of many many you know nananda you know means nanad so in hindi so nananda snusha bharya daughter in law sister in law this in law that in law many 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 relationships ah. and so seen through the lens of these relationships each one is as though looking at the woman at the common woman but overlaid with a, you know with a different manifestation of that affection so the affection that the husband has for the wife is a different kind of an affection than expressed by the father in law to the daughter in law and then it's a different kind of affection a playful affection expressed by the sister in law and you know an affection based on insecurity and need you know expressed by the child that is dependent upon the mother and uh, you know so on so it's like you know when when many journalists cover one event so you say like now there it's election season you know and then uh, uh, both in india and uh, and uh, in india we are, one is in the thick of it and then um, in the, in the us it is just starting so there are all these contenders and they are giving town hall meetings and then they are meeting the constituents and then they are having rallies you know in india now they are having rallies and then uh, you know so now the thing is let's say four five journalists from four five news outlets you know abc to xyz you know all of them come to cover the event and then and of the same event let's say the contestant is standing there and then there is a group of there is a big crowd of people that she is addressing or he is addressing and the crowd is going wild and throwing some flowers or confetti in the air flowers in india confetti here uh, you know you have confetti in the west so they are going wild and they are, you know uh, jumping with joy and balloons are being released and everything is just a very festive atmosphere and so the journalists for you know the four or five uh, news outlet journalists they all have their equipment they all have their fancy cameras they have ladders they have also that uh, what is that called like a little you know um i don't know what that is called but they sit in that and then somebody else is operating that and then they go you know and they take a pan you know panoramic um view so one journalist goes on that little you know thing on the truck and then you know is uh, released from the top into the crowd and takes a big panoramic 
lens photograph of the whole thing everything is almost circular and very beautiful and you see the confetti you see the doves that are released you see the flowers you see the fanfare you see the balloons you see the candidate you see all the fans you know going wild and then another one perches himself or herself somewhere else and takes a wide angle you know lens camera and then the third one takes something else so like this we have many different photos of the same event nay even of the same moment same event same moment the moment where the crowd went wild and threw up their hands in the air confetti falling that moment and you know the candidate also jumping for joy because her message or his message is being very you know enthusiastically received by the crowd and so he feels she feels wonderful and so that moment is captured you know in many many ways due to the angle of the camera due to the position of where the journalist is standing or sitting or you know driving by similarly one woman and so all these are various angles through which this one woman is you is viewed we have seen this so then the purva pakshi has a has a disrespectful engagement here and and so the purva pakshi interrupts the shastra first of all the flow of the shastra and we are happy because if we have say, similar questions they are all taken care of and then we can just blame the purva pakshi <laughs> saying what a rude fellow this purva pakshi is <laughs> and then we can you know and we can be spared we can retain our status as our status of being respectful shraddha filled students and let the purva pakshi take the blame so let us chant verse number 24 nanugnyanani vidyantam aakarastu na vidyate yo shit ियेशन may there be a kind of a differentiation and what kind of differentiation you know gnanaani vidyantam gnana here is not atma gnana gnana is according to the cognition so you just said according to the person's cognition of a, of a particular relationship with that woman they have differing relationship giving birth to daughter you know sister cousin daughter in law wife mother etc you know so okay gyanani vidyanta so let them be let them be differentiated through the, the seen through or understood through varying cognitions 
and what are these varying cognition cognitions this is my wife the cognition number 1 this is my daughter in law cognition number 2 this is my sister sister in law cognition number 3 this is my mummy cognition number 4 so like this these four five cognitions you know they are based on you know a certain they 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 are all directed towards the same woman but the purva pakshi points out an interesting things you know akaratah akarataya natu bhidyate ha but you know even though there are different cognitions you know but we don't see you know in like like we are looking at a woman let us say who is related to these five people who have all certain claims on her one of them is saying wife one of them is saying sister in law etc etc so you are here so let us say in the in the in the dress circle as an audience looking at this quote unquote play where the woman is being claimed through various relationships so when the woman is being called wife she doesn't have anything vishesha it's the same woman correct and then when she is called uh, you know when she is called sister in law she doesn't change into sister in law she is still the same woman and when the father says oh daughter in law please bring me a cup of coffee she doesn't change into some you know some rupa you know some kind of a form of daughter in law she is still the same woman so you know but either the purva pakshi is you know finesse is that he or she appears to be agreeing with you because that's what uh, swami vidyaranya says you know eka yoshit vidyate you know the eka yoshit you know vidyate and uh, uh, let's see what he said exactly yeah pratiyogi dhiya yoshit vidyate na swarupatah vidyate so she doesn't change she is the same but the mental formations of the various people having expectations affections and claims on her the, that keeps on changing in relation to this woman so pretending to agree the objectionist the the objectioner says what look at this you know look at this objection and uh, the, the objectioner says well you yourself said because they they throw the words of the shastra of the guru on to the face of the guru you yourself said na bhidyate swarupatah so essentially the woman does not change therefore now the purva pakshi is rubbing the hands in glee therefore tell me mr guru <laughs> tell me mr vedantil where is jeeva srishti i don't see jeeva srishti ha <laughs> do you understand the objection the objection is that is based upon the fact that if there are two women one who is the woman and one who is the cousin and one who is the woman and one who is the daughter in law etc if there are two two women and then what should be there there should be you know there should be four or five dress changes appearance changes that this woman should undergo in relation to that role but she as you yourself are pointing out she doesn't undergo any change she is as ishvara made her you know she is exactly as ishvara made her so like for example let us say she is a doctor and then 
it happened to be her day off you know and then what so she thought she would attend along with her family a marriage function some relative or friend so she got dressed up you know in a sari to go to the marriage and then what happened suddenly the call came from the hospital you know the person who was on call this weekend has got sick and we have had an emergency can you please come she says of course and she doesn't even stop to change out of the sari she rushes to the hospital correct so there is no doctor that is going to the hospital this woman herself is going to the hospital so like this there is no jeeva srishti that you speak of <laughs> you know another example i can give you to uh, understand the question of the objectioner because sometimes these questions cannot be easily comprehended because it is written in verse it is written in sanskrit and the translation doesn't do much justice because it's all written very sophisticated in a sophisticated manner so let's say there is a 4 year old imagine a 4 year old that is mad at its mummy it's mad at the mother why because the mother did not let it go and play with its friends because the child looked to be a little feverish and looked to be coming down with a cold or the flu so no you cannot go play you're an idiot mom doesn't matter <laughs> you still cannot go and play correct so the child in order to vent its anger what does it do it cannot it's helpless because the door is locked it cannot go out of the house and then the permission to go out and play has has been rescinded and instead has to sit in bed or stay in bed because of the fever and so all it has is some crayons and it draws the mother and since it's angry with the mother it draws two horns and a tail <laughs> this mother is evil she is devilish she is a rakshasi in the eyes of the child because the child did not get what it wanted <laughs> so now you know now on the paper the mother is wearing a sari plus has horns and a tail now what about the vyavaharika mother the vyavaharika mother the 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 mother the you know the empirical mother is still the same woman she does not have horns and a tail you know just because the son or the daughter the four year old is seeing her in that way this is the objection of the of the questioner where is her horns and tail you say that everybody is projecting something on the woman how am i to see this as jeeva srishti if i cannot visualize or perceive this projection so therefore what the smart therefore your uh, you know view all that you have built up so nicely you thought you built up a very nice case of there being ishvara srishti overlaid by jeeva srishti so the ishvara's part you know with the glaze of agnyanam and anyatha agnyanam supplied by the jeeva so much so 
that the glaze it becomes part of the pot and it is very difficult to extricate the glaze from the pot. So to this glazed look of the jiva, the wrong perceptions based on ragadveshas are overlaid on Ishvara's projection making it very difficult to extricate without exposure to this knowledge. So you have understood the objection? Have you understood the obje objection? Can we can we move forward to the response? Or should I explain the objection again? Yes? Okay, let's, uh, let's, if anybody has not understood the objection, please speak up. If you have understood, no need to say any more yes. If you have not understood, say no and I will explain it again. Alright, moving forward. So moving forward means what? Verse number 24, which is a response to the, which is a response to the objection that is given, the, you know, sorry, verse number 25, which is a response to the objection here given in verse number 24. So, you know, you should, uh, let us look at the meaning here before we go. Nanu jnanani vidyantam, we are still on 24. So let the, you know, let there be a differentiation cognitively. Akarastuna vidyate, but you know, we don't see that difference on the, we don't see the projection on the woman. Yoshid vapushi atishayaha, you don't see the woman growing a horns and a tail just because her son sees her in that way. You don't see the daughter's view of the father wearing a superman's cape because the daughter idealizes the father in that way. You don't see that. Yoshid Vapushi, in regard to your example, you don't see the woman's body, in the woman's body, Atishayaha Nadrishtaha, you don't see anything extra, that is Jeeva's, you know, Srishti. Jeevik Srishti, Jeeva's creation, you do, Jeeva's duality, you don't see, you know. So, Vidyaranya responds to this. Maivam maam samayi yoshit kachidanya manomayi maam samayya abhedepi vidyatehi manomayi Maivam maam samayi yoshit kachidanya manomayi maam samayya abhedepi vidyatehi manomayi So, even though the questioner was uh, not respectful, the guru answering the questioner is very, very kind, gentle and respectful. Ma evam, quietly he says, well, I can see that this is how you look at the, uh, look at the situation and look at what I have said, but that is not so. <laughs> you know, the, the guru could have said, this, what you have, what you just said is an example of Jiva Srishti. No. No judgment is passed. Very patiently, the position is defended respectfully as in a vada of equals. Ma evam, that is not so. Why? Because maamsa mayi yoshit, 
meaning the physical form of the woman mamsa mayi is a you know maya maya tavikare so the suffix maya mayi means a modification of flesh and blood so this body mind sense complex which is the modification of flesh blood etc you know this physical woman mamsa mayi yoshit which is a you know combination of flesh blood etc yes that is there but there is another one overlaid on her that you cannot see that is a subtle projection kachidanya another one is there which is what manomayi which is born so this woman which is overlaying the mamsamayi woman so the mamsamayi woman means of the flesh and blood objective woman is superimposed becomes the locus of superimposition becomes the adhisthana for superimposing a mental woman <laughs> ah based on certain certain you know impressions you know of one's own just like the unrecognized or the partially recognized rope becomes the adhisthana for what ek snake so similarly mam samayi now there are two yoshits you two women are there one is ishvara srishta and the other one is jeeva srishta so ishvarena srishta yoshit mam samayi ha ah, so that which you see you know covered with the skin flesh blood you know etc having certain physical characteristics that can be objectified that is there that can be easily objectified by everyone all those five people who are looking at the women will all concede that she is let's say 5 foot 4 inches in height and she is this much in weight and this is her you know this is her nature she always wakes up at 6 o'clock in the morning and she doesn't like to eat these these foods so this is this is just what you know this is just as this is the, the objective woman that is there for everyone to see and objectify so the physical woman the external woman is is what is 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 this mamsamayi yoshit then this woman having this particular evam you know bhuta evam vishishta you know yoshit so this woman endowed with this characteristics of personality let's say she is very jovial everybody agrees in the family whether they relate to her or his sister in law or wife she is very jovial she is very hard working and uh, she wakes up at 6 o'clock she likes to see you know some kind of uh, you know horror movies all these things she likes to read uh, reading is her hobby and she is uh, you know um and she likes to she and she works at such and such a place she is a doctor associated with this hospital these are all part of what is called mamsamayi yoshit she is the vikara of five elements and she and her law of karma whatever it is so with endowed with such and such a body such and such a you know kind of a mind that likes to take a walk that likes to read etc endowed with this kind of a body mind sense complex this is the common woman ishvara created you know woman here okay and then in the example 
and then kachit anya overlaid on her is anya yoshita and who is this anya yoshita who is this other woman manomayi yoshita manomayi yoshita means a mental you know a, a woman that is not just external in addition to being an external woman a woman that has been internalized by the person based on a specific relationship of affection or disaffection hmm. so the neighbor neighbors will come and say this is our friendly neighbor the husband would say this is my loving wife and you know based on wifely expectations and based on neighborly or friend expectations that one has from a friend expectations that one has from a mother expectations that one has from the daughter in law it's or or from the you know father mother from her own father mother expectations that one has from the child you know or from from the standpoint of the child so this is all overlaid on the common woman that everybody can see and interact with and that everybody will agree that they have there is a list of characteristics that describe the woman so that is common but then on that common one the uncommon or unique expectations based on the role of wife you know wife lover friend cousin all these things that is what is called jeeva srishti so the common woman one has made into the jeeva has made into this is not a woman this is my friend this is not a woman she may be a woman but she is my wife you see so this is based on a relationship the possessive case based on a certain connection of possession you see the genitive case in english is called the possessive case very apt so this is based on a on a relationship of possession and you know and therefore what so there is the you know so vidyaranya swami ji points out that you know my mum not not so what you say my dear my dear fellow my dear purva pakshi you know oh you rude one doesn't matter let me take you seriously because you have you have a question that needs to be addressed so ma evam that is not correct maam samayi yoshit is similar abhedaha similar to everyone but the manomayi yoshit the kind of a superlay or an overlay of expectations on that woman that everybody can see and whose body mind sense complex they can objectify you know on that common thing that they can objectify that body mind sense complex of the woman becomes a sitting duck for various projections you are not a good wife in these days you are not spending time with me the husband complains you are too busy at the office and the daughter in law the father in law says what kind of a daughter in law are you i have been waiting for you to come and help this fix this take me to the doctor's appointment you are never there you know so like this all these expectations is a you know what is called an internalized woman based on expectations based on the person's raga dvesha discontent content etc mostly discontent so then he concludes mam samayya abhede api 
so even though there is no change on the physical form of the woman like the mother that is temporarily hated by the child for not allowing it to go out doesn't suddenly grow horns or look angry like the drawing made by the child correct so mamsa maya abhedaha asti so mamsa maya from the standpoint of the physical objectifiable body mind sense complex there is no change in the woman but but what even though that doesn't change vidyate you know vidyate means there are subtle changes vidyatehi manomayi there are subtle changes in the way that one relates mentally to the woman as wife daughter etc and there are subtle changes even in the woman as she relates as various you know roles okay so these these subtle changes uh, vidyaranya swami points out cannot be objectified easily they you know they are objectified through sakshi pratyaksha sakshi pratyaksha means witness consciousness the same way you understand uh, you know space and time sitting waiting for somebody sitting and waiting let's say at the doctor's office without even looking at the clock nowadays there are no clocks clocks are redundant because everybody has a cell phone so there you know you look for the clock it's not there but you know somehow let's say by mistake you have forgotten the phone at home and but you still sitting there no 15 or 20 minutes have already elapsed i came at 10 o'clock it is now 10:20 and no doctor in sight and all the old magazines have been already browsed <laughs> you know and so then you know somebody comes out of the doctor's office maybe a nurse or maybe some physician's assistant and you say what is the time and she says or he says why sir why you know madam this is now 10:19 so the fact that you had been waiting for 20 minutes how was it objectified <laughs> how was it witnessed through this sakshi pratyaksha this witness perception similarly you are walking down the street you don't see anybody but you have a creepy feeling of your external space being encroached upon you look around you look back and see somebody following you you see that is how space is objectified time is objectified and so this manomayi yoshit in this example is also you know is also objectified you know in a subtle way which is available to the witness consciousness the witness consciousness throws the light you know uh, on the fact that she is my wife she is my mother etc on that relationship it illumines that relationship and that same witness consciousness illumines the you know the physical form of the woman that is undifferentiated regardless of various relationships correct and so therefore and that you know and the physical form of the uh, you know woman is also illumined by consciousness but by consciousness taking on the role of a pramana taking on the role of a means of knowledge such as sight etc 
more that he is going to explain much more so we we'll let him do that we you know this is just to touch upon what is going to come so if this much is understood then you know then this becomes a very interesting prospect so now you know now there is uh, so now there are what everybody has two mothers two fathers oh one from this life and one from last life no 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 <laughs> both in this life so how how can i have two mothers i thought only lord ganesha dwai matura yanamaha you know unto the one that is has two mothers namaha in lord krishna had two mothers the birth mother and the adoptive mother but how i was not adopted so how can i have two mothers i was only raised by one mother you may say but swami vidyaranya says no you have two mothers one is mam samayi one is the physical mother that you can the physical woman that you can objectify so the physical one that feels the role of the mother you can objectify you can say oh the mother is like this she has certain likes and dislikes she is this this many years old she is in her 60s or 70s or 80s whatever it is and she is you know she she has uh, she is very pragmatic she is very intelligent and she likes to watch these shows on tv she likes to read these kinds of books this is what is called you know uh this and she has this kind of a horoscope she was born at such and such a time this is her weight this is her age this is her dna you know kit test you know was sent out so this is her dna and she has certain predilection to diabetes all this is the external mother ha <laughs> ha in addition that external mother the fact that she is your mother is also objective on that level she did give birth to your to you to your body mind complex so yes so that is an objective fact so now we have two mothers this much what i have said is the external mother in addition is the internalized mother what is this internalized mother how do i understand this internalized mother the internalized mother means you know with the thoughts which start to come from the from the inner you know antakarana from the inner instrument from the mind ahankara etc she was never there for me she always liked the younger sibling better i was never the oldest so she liked the oldest better and also she had more affection she had some affection for the youngest because she knew after this there is not going to be any more babies she knew that so then she had affection for the youngest i was neither the oldest nor the youngest nor the only girl or the only boy so therefore what she she didn't care for me that much yes she did her duties you know she was very dutiful you know the the food was on the table when it should be you know and this was there i you know we were never wanting for things clothes were there food was there you know some entertainment was there I, you know i was looked after but you know she was in her own world she was not there so these kinds of thoughts she was very casual she i i, I didn't sense that affection growing up you know 
this this is the internalized mother the internalized mother in the form of you know feelings of neglect feelings of you know uh, you know being abandoned etc then on the other side of the continuum another person can say that you know what kind of a person she was a mother why do they call her mother she should have been called mother one s should have been put in front of mother that describes her because she was a helicopter mother always mothering she never let me be to discover myself she was always over protective never let me just be free to just i was craving to just be free to just sort of breathe some fresh air be with my friends be by myself no she was not mother she was smother <laughs> you know so on the other end of the continuum and then this is one more example of internalized mother what else another example so same thing you can do with a father why do they call him father they should put a r there he was farther and farther he was not father he was farther <laughs> yes again he was a good provider but there was no connection there was no affection expressed and uh, he, he was farther and farther away in fact he should you know in fact i didn't have mother and father what did i have this person says i had mother and father <laughs> so you know this is what is called the internalized father internalized mother you know father um, what is that uh, let's say the father was uh, inconsistent i love you but be careful so that is that is all you know this is all filtered through the perceptions of the child so the projected unconscious you know with regard to the mother has, you know has basically created another mother so usually one is not related relating to the objective mother one is relating to the internalized mother one is relating always to the subjective mother the subjective father the subjective father in law subjective you know wife etc subjective spouse hmm? and this is brilliant on part of uh, swami vidyaranya to point this out you know that indeed there are two individuals here one that has an objective form and name that everybody can see and objectify directly through means of knowledge such as eyes etc i see this man you know reading a book and what is this book oh you like to read the bhagavad gita okay so this man you know this father figure whatever it is likes to read bhagavad gita that is the external father and then there is the internalized fa- father you know who is what named by the child as father experienced by the child as father and father away <laughs> father away <laughs> and so very far from me far far away this father is and so therefore what the child's you know yearning for that oneness that togetherness is, is expressed and that is, is that is how that yearning is the internalized father father 
the internalized mother and father are in the form of expectations unmet and can unfortunately never be met. Uh, you know, this is spiritual growth to understand this and to be able to let go of that, you know. So that is what the whole thing is. To be able to let go, you know, to be able to accommodate that external mother and father exactly how they were, how they are in my perception. This is how the mother was in my perception. This is how the mother is in my perception. This is how the father was in my perception. This is how the father is in my perception. Now, you know, when I acknowledge this, it, this perception also becomes Ishvara Srishti. This is the key. This is the, this is the key to get over that being under the grip of that samsara. This samsara is being, running the tape of the internalized mother, father, friend, all these relationships. Running the stuck tape, you know, the tape which is like the old gramophone record stuck in one place, replaying the same hurt, replaying the same pain, replaying the same sorrow. <laughs> How to put a stop to it? Objectify that perception through Sakshi Pratyaksha, witness consciousness in meditation, etc. This is what we do. This is exactly what happens. This is how mother is. It's an objective fact. Yes, this mother I perceive as neglectful. Well, whether she is neglectful or not, I don't know. I may, be, I may have made a mistake. Now I am an adult. And that is what has stuck in my mind. My child's mind may have made a mistake. And this is the perception that has stuck. Never mind. I may be right. I need not be right. I may be wrong. Nonetheless, this is my subjective perception. When I witness, when that light of consciousness is gently shed on the subjective perception, it becomes Ishvara Srishti. This is so beautiful, so profound. And I'm actually giving away the whole chapter. Doesn't matter, it is worth it. That is the message of the whole chapter here. So how to withdraw this internalization? So I'm relating to the external person, people, names, things, objects, relationships. I'm objective. How? You know? I'm objective because I have Ishwaraized the subjective perception. So is it enough to do this once? Huh? One time, if I do it, is it enough? What is your feeling? What's your thought? Yes? No, no, you said yes to something else, right? Yeah. No. <laughs> no, everybody knows why the orientations are too, 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 too strong. Very, very, very strong. In fact, one runs the tape of the subjective mother on every woman that one meets, not just the mother. Here is one more thing that we have to understand. Huh. So you meet a friend and that mother, internalized mother is being projected on the friend. 
so to speak so much so that finally you you get you know you get very very discombobulated and then go to the therapist <laughs> even on the therapist there is a projection if the therapist is a is a man there is the father projection because these are the two as i told you primary caregivers <laughs> so in the child's mind the primary caregivers are converted to what primary caregivers with an s ha ah. and so then that is the impression that is the impression through which all men and all women are seen through that particular subjective lens this is jeeva srishti in operation so you meet a friend and if the friend is a man you you know project the father on it unconsciously it's happening and if the friend is a woman you subject the you you project the mother on it and then if the you know and that's why people like pets because it's very difficult you know it's a different species so they are spared from most projections and they don't talk back <laughs> so therefore it is easy to love them unconditionally because they love you unconditionally in fact that's why people keep pets because they are good for is at a certain stage for cultivating self love and coming out of this you know this this conundrum this horrible conundrum of being trapped in subjective perceptions no other samsara than subjective perceptions alone that is what is samsara samyak sarati means it keeps reproducing itself happily and nicely this is what is samsara so samsara is where right here swami vidyaranya points this out and so then you meet you know you meet somebody you know some neighbor in the beginning one is indifferent one has a positive you know view a positive projection and very soon the disappointment centered on the parent is powerfully projected even on the neighbor and then frustrated and completely dejected you go in search of a therapist because what else to do you recognize i need help you go to the therapist and the th- on the therapist also if the therapist like i said if it's a man you project what the father if it's a woman one projects the mother <laughs> and thankfully the therapists most of the time are equipped to deal with this projection in fact that's their only job so let's say the pro- the therapist is late and then you get angry you you are made to wait outside the therapist's office even the waiting room was locked and you were made to wait in the corridor for 15 minutes you are outraged the therapist says come in you can barely hold your anger because that is what your parents did all false promises and all you know and they were always procrastinating they were neglectful and they were always late to everything all the time especially if it concerned your needs and barely the therapist asks you to sit down and says give me a minute i'll have some water and then you just let's say blow the lid blow the top what do you mean you you're going to now have water you know you were already 15 minutes late now you want a bathroom break and a water break and the chocolate cake break and a coffee break what's wrong with you this is my time 
and when even that one hour is just 50 minutes and then you are keeping on looking at the clock instead of looking at me most of the time and then i am supposed to you know i'm and i'm paying for this mind you and <laughs> i can't even say this in a straight face i'm paying for this and this is how you are doing this to me and the therapist doesn't you know this is a transference this is a clean cut transference and if you do this to a friend the friend will be you know affronted offended and will defend themselves and but the therapist there is no defending the therapist actually is very happy the therapist whips out the notepad or the ipad or some pad and takes notes tell me he or she says kindly with a benign look tell me when was the first time you felt like this then you say wait this is about you the therapist gently says no we are looking at very volatile emotions let us both do sakshi pratyaksha witnessing of the emotions because right now you are under the spell of the emotions you are not able to witness the emotions because you are in the in the tsunami of the emotions you are being swept away let us let me help you witness this so my sakshi pratyaksha my witness consciousness and your witness consciousness together will objectify these feelings and discover the presence of a young neglected one crying for help so it's really not about the mother anymore it's not about the father you know least of all about the therapist it is about recognizing that there is a <laughs> there is an overlay on the objective parents a subjective overlay of pain despair disenchantment and sorrow om purnamadah purnamidam purnat purnamudachyate purnasya purnamadaya purnamevavashishyate ओम शांति 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 हरि ओम श्री गुरुभ्यो नमः हरि ओम